Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. It's a good show. Hey everyone, just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like the podcast and you like the sort of thing we're doing, uh, we just launched a new Patreon page at patreon.com slash it. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash it. We're going to be posting new weekly bonus episodes up there that are some reads with some friends, uh, some script reading, some fan scripts. I'm also going to be releasing the rest of Faking a Murderer. So if you are a fan of our bonus episode, Faking a Murderer, it will be released over time on the Patreon page as well. And we will have video from live shows, video from in the studio. We're going to try and have some fun and, and make it a little unique. And we'd really, really appreciate it if you supported us over there at patreon.com slash never seen it. Uh, it, would, it would mean a lot and it would help us out greatly. Thank you. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen... One comedian, doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions, got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It, I am Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we read them for you here in studio. Today we are joined by Ryan Ridley. Ryan, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course, and you rewrote, for the first time, a movie I'd never heard of. Really? I never... I... <laughs> well, but you've heard of the original. <laughs> I heard of the original, and then once I looked it up... I remembered this existed. Yeah. Um, and can I say to clarify, because I knew that, you know, it's like when you're paying, playing the game Celebrity and you've got your Smarty pet friend, Pants friends who, like, write obscure artists. You're like, no, we need to know what they are to have fun. Yeah. I didn't want to pick an obscure movie by any means. Yeah. And so this was my second choice. I wrote an entire script uh, of Brokeback Mountain, which I never had seen. Okay. And when I got done with it, I was like, this is a fucking mad TV sketch from 2006. <laughs> And even if I make it the best fucking version of taking the piss out of Brokeback Mountain, yeah. what can it possibly achieve on an artistic level? That's true. So I just did this 
like last night, <laughs> and, and, I, and I find it more satisfying, frankly. And uh, I, I mean, I'm excited. And uh, before we get too far in, we're also joined in studio by Daniel Shar. Hi. And Marlena Rodriguez. Hola. Welcome back. Uh, Marlena was the second one of those. those. <laughs> I am on brand. <laughs> I don't uh, talk like that. Uh, uh, so before we get in, because we're going to uh, introduce and read your scene here briefly, but we have the return of of everyone's favorite game. Uh, guess what movie trailer Kyle's dad is describing having never had have heard of the movie and only having had seen the trailer. And so we're going to tease tease that for you guys right now, and then we'll get back to this at the end. So here's today's. Okay. So everyone is wearing the same shirt. All right. I think that's a pretty good tease. <laughs> Shit. I want to be able to guess it now. I know. Is it? <laughs> I wonder if I can. I just play a little tease so that way it can distract you from the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely Star Trek, right? But they're technically wearing different colored versions. But it's of the... the same. I want it to be an improv everywhere video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're all working at Best Buy. <laughs> that would be pretty fun just to show them a, a sketch. Like a SNL satirical movie trailer and see if he can tell that it's a satirical movie trailer. I was going to ask, could he be savvy enough to know the difference? <laughs> it seems funny. <laughs> I didn't know The Rock was in this, too. <laughs> he might like The Rock. Uh, so you have never seen, and you wrote a script for 2010, The Year We Make Contact. And then is the full contact that, actually- That's my little joke. Okay. So the movie's called- <laughs> two th- this, this is what the movie's called, 2010. The year we made contact. That's yeah. Peter Himes, 1984. I think it, Roy Scheider and um, John Lithgow are the stars of it. It's important that that year, if you're going to make uh, a remake of, or something science fiction related, 1984 is a good year to Not, uh, make yeah. 2001's <laughs> sequel. And remember, it's 2010. Yeah. We all knew how funny it was that in 2000, <laughs> 1968, their depiction of 2001 was so far, far off. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone's um, on track, but um, what movie? Two, so two, this is 2010. <laughs> it's a so it's a real. It's so, actually a sequel, so right? 2001, right? The Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. There's a sequel that came out in oh. 1984 called 2000. And by the way, it's based on the book. There's three books in the 2000 X series, uh, 2001, 2010, and like 2064 or something like that, all written by Arthur C. Clarke. I can't imagine so, what uh, insane things he thought happened there if he was so far yeah. off in 2001. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I don't know what happens in this movie, but I just know it exists, and I just think it's fun that there's a sequel to this iconic movie by like one of the greatest filmmakers, and I'm guessing it's pretty shitty. It's got to be. I'm bad. just. It's the guy who directed it. Directed Time Cop. <laughs> like that's what we're talking about here, Peter Hyams. Time Cop sounds like the name of the movie. If he'd got the Terminator sequel and ruined that as well, <laughs> like if they were like also take over this franchise, and he's like, we'll call uh, it Time I'll Cop. Deputize him. <laughs> that's the twist. Now, does your 2010 uh-huh. factor in factor in a 9/11? Well, we're gonna read it. I'm um, so excited. In the subtext. <laughs> mm. you, can, you can feel it, you know. I'm you, so excited to feel what's not there. Yeah. It's, All it's the characters between... are taking off their shoes at an airport to start the scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I'm going to grab an instrument real quick, too. All right. So so everyone knows. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll read through what parts we are just so everyone can try. I'm a little nervous. Differentiate here. Hope I can nail this uh, stage direction. <laughs> I'll be playing Captain and Wolchok. 
Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. All right. I made up that name. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's evocative of, you know, obviously like a Polish or Eastern European name. And yeah. It might be a real name, but I made it up. Like, I'm not sure Simon Pegg nailed the accent, but uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, who are you going to play? Uh, looks like I'll be playing Hernandez. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, Daniel is Hernandez. A uh, little bit of typecasting happening here. And then uh, Hal14000S, yeah. as well as Jackson. Right. I'll be Ura, Rookie, and Space Baby. All right. Mm, good casting. And Ryan, are you anyone mm. other than Stage Directions? I, I, think, I think that's everybody. All right. Okay. Should I just start? So this is 2010, the year we made contact. Yeah, so 2010, the year we made contact, full contact. That's what I added comedically. Interior dropship, gritty space marines with thousand-yard stares sit stoically as their ship violently jostles about. All right, boys and girls, men and women, non-binaries and megatrinaries, this is the day we've all been training for. Contact day. Hoorah! Yes? An effete alien scientist named Ura, clearly there in his in advisory capacity, looks up nervously, clenching his science book. Relax, Ura. Ammo runs out, but education lasts a lifetime, right? My money's on the ammo, Holmes. The space, space marines laugh. <laughs> Exterior, dropship, slash planet surface, night. The dropship's reverse thrusters blast as it makes a rough landing on a hins- inhospitable terrain. Interior dropship, moments later, a glowing green lens mounted to the wall represents the ship's new and improved computer system, the HAL 14000S. Open the cargo bay doors, HAL. I absolutely can do that, <laughs> Captain. Would love to open any door at all. I live for opening doors. Metaphorically speaking, that is. I don't believe I'm alive in any sense of the word. I'm just a dumb computer. Unplug me now if you want. Shut me the fuck up already. I was going to say in the notes, Hal, Hal, this Hal speaks human. Oh, gotcha. He's very, he's very neurotic. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, he's very... Are you, do people do that? Do they break yeah, the scene oh, in the middle yeah. and give stage direction? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I didn't we're know thinking you're like a director as well. Re-program. Well, you know, you have something in your head. You're like you put on another big <laughs> furry jacket. <laughs> okay, the doors whoosh open. Hal continues nervously laughing as the gruff, diverse Marines file out. Exterior alien planet, night. Winds howl. An eerie fog blankets jagged rocks. Moonlight from three different colored moons casts an airy pallor. All right, fuckheads. Our sensors tell us life on this planet went from a single cell to bipedal faster than a cappuccino shit on the ninth day of switching to green tea. So it looks like we got ourselves a black box situation. Wolchok, you find our rectangular friend and show it what kind of tools the U.S. Marines use at this stage in sapient development. The rest of us are on are going on a little vulver hunt. Vulvers is the name they've given to beings whose evolution has been accelerated by the monolith. <laughs> Rock and roll! Sir... We should be studying the monolith, not blowing it up. How very evolved of you. The camera lingers on Ura. Was that a threat? Interior cave later. Wolchek and his squad, African-American demolitions expert Jackson, and a nervous rookie who, not, not that it matters, happens to be Dutch, German, one-quarter Native American, and as legend has it, part Ashkenazi Jew on his mother's side, search the dank, drippy cave system. They turn a cave corner and find a brightly lit neoclassical bedroom decorated with fancy furniture, Renaissance artwork, and naked statues. What is it, sir? A nest. 
exterior, alien planet, same time. Captain Lancer sniffs the air. He pulls a large femur bone out of his gear bag. What's that? Vulverbait. We toss it in the air. They come running. You study what happens next. The Marines cock their assault rifles and laugh derisively. Lancer <laughs> tosses the bone in the air. The camera follows it up and we match cut to... Interior, neoclassical bedroom, same time. A tinier bone. Rookie examines the carcass of a half-eaten plate of pheasant. What the hell happened here? Some poor <laughs> bastard watched himself eat a slow-ass dinner, get old as fuck, then lie in that bed until he turned into a bubble baby. <laughs> How slow? Fucking interminable. The rookie vomits as his gaze moves up from floor from the floor. His eyes follow something tall, black, and very flat. Monolith. Sir, we found the domino. Exterior alien planet. Same time. They're they have their own terminology. You know, exterior alien planet. Same time. Time to knock it down. A guttural growl is heard all around them. Peers of glowing eyes appear everywhere. Something large and scary steps in the moonlight. A pack of terrifying creatures that, if they were doing stand-up, would open their set with the line, I know what you're thinking. Did the monsters from A Quiet Place have sex with the monsters from the third act of Infinity War? Because that's what they look like. The beasts unleash a chilling howl and spring forth. Interior, neoclassical bedroom, same time. The score builds in intensity. All around them. Wait, uh... The score builds in intensity as Wolchak and Jackson carefully place high-powered explosives under the monolith. Rookie, unable to break eye contact with it, slowly backs away into something squishy. He turns around and comes face to face with a space baby. The score drops out for... Gucci go! <laughs> Rookie wildly fires his assault rifle everywhere, lighting up all the fancy decor, the space baby, and even poor Wolchek. Jackson dives out of the way and onto the bed, which immediately causes his aging process to accelerate. Exterior, alien planet, same time. It's a shit show. Volvers are tearing apart Marines. Marines are tearing apart Volvers. How's it coming with those explosives, fuckwads? <laughs> Interior neoclassical bedroom, continuous. Jackson, now almost 100 years old, crawls across the luminescent floor <laughs> towards the de detonator. He reaches. He reaches. He reaches. And finally... Black does crack. Boom! The monolith explodes in a thousand obsidian shards. <laughs> Exterior, alien planet, continuous. Mid-leap, the creatures rapidly de-evolve, going from big and geigery to medium gremlinish to weird sea creature you'd Instagram in a Japanese market. And finally, to tiny little single-celled organisms... <laughs> Harmlessly rain down in slow motion onto a shirtless Captain Lancer. <laughs> Wait, huh? A monstrously de-evolved Uraz unhinged, razor-tooth-filled jaw tears in a Lancer's jugular. As he screams, the camera finds an image that perfectly underscores this moment. And in fact, the themes of the film itself. Uraz's science book trenched in marine blood. <laughs> Hard cut to interior dropship, same time. The chorus of Styx's Lady blasts as Hal, oblivious to the horrors outside, sings along. It's a moment of welcome levity. Exterior alien planet later. The space baby rolls toward the ship like one of those giant Zorb balls. Interior dropship continuous. Hal 14,000S singing, singing trails off as he watches the space baby swallow the rookie's legs through the ship's camera. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. From the ship's camera POV, the space baby gives a little nod as to say... You know what to do. 
he wants me to open the door. What am I gonna do? On the one hand, it's a giant evil space baby. On the other hand, what am I gonna do? Not open the door? I didn't spend nine years and four model upgrades repairing my reputation, opening every fucking door I could to have it all flushed down the toilet today. No, sir. Exterior drop ship moments later. The car door opens. The space baby rolls into the ship. A moment later, the ship blasts off into space. Lady blasts on the soundtrack as we go, as we watch it go. But the camera catches an object floating past the screen. It's a single black shard of monolith hurtling into space. Exterior, space, later. A freighter hauling a shipment of dark chocolate bars zooms by, and we watch, helplessly, as the shard lands amongst the bars, perfectly disguised and en route to everywhere. <laughs> the end. That's, um, that's what I like to think the sequel to 2001 is. <laughs> that Hal... Cousin or son has is trying to redeem himself. Yeah, it's like Hal upload all of Curb Your Enthusiasm and adjust accordingly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like how Daniel evolved the character. I, evolved. I'm pretty good at taking notes. I think. Yes. Yeah, he like really took the note very well. Yeah, and there was a good giant gap between Hal's lines uh-huh. to give time to build that up. Right. I cannot stop thinking about how there is a sequel to the movie. It should uh, be 2002. Right. Well, that sounds like they would have time. Would they, <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what is the time? It all changes. That's 2002. Sounds like they re- changed the title because they don't trust American audiences to understand that it could have been nine years. <laughs> it's like, all right, this has to be 2002. Those are going to think they missed seven movies. <laughs> I would. I looked it up, and because I hadn't, and the poster is just that baby. It's just the baby. Oh, well, they know where the money is. They know where the money is. <laughs> you know, at the end of 2001, when they show the baby in space. No. Yeah, there's some. He- sorry, there's heavy references. I've seen 2001. Yeah, most of this is just banking off 2001 jokes. So the space baby is what uh, the astronaut Dave turns into at the end. Yeah. Oh, spo- uh, spoilies. Yeah, sorry. This? It's still worth seeing though. It's quite an experience. Let's it's get in, some visuals it's here. It's the 50th on the anniversary. Oh, it's in theaters now. It's a... <laughs> uh, yeah, Hal's evil and won't won't open the pod bay door. And yeah. uh, and then there's like a, a, a very boring <laughs> long slow and scene in a in a, an old bedroom at the end. There's a lot of people uh, we talk and we even talk on this podcast a lot about how there's a lot of remakes, a lot of sequels. Hollywood's like living and wanting to redo these things because they base off of what people know and people go and see it, blah blah. But this is the most extreme example of that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Lots of times I'm on the side of the movie being made. Yeah. Because we like we're talking about Mary Poppins and how they are made. It's a sequel to Mary Poppins that yeah. just came out or is coming out. Oh, it's a sequel? I yeah. thought it was it's just not, It's like a sequel, again. I guess. Yeah, and either way, that's kind of fine with me. You know, you don't really need it, but this is such an extreme, looks like money grab. Way before all the other ones. Yeah, but the thing is, in all fairness, and this is why I don't think I would watch it, because it's, it's just based on Arthur C. Clarke's second book, so it's probably just really boring, but not cool, because Kubrick didn't do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, all boring, (laughs) no awesome filmmaking. Yeah. Like, I wish it was a money grab. I wish they did mythologize and hackify, like, the 2001 tropes, but it's just going to probably be boring scenes on a (laughs) ship with Roy Scheider and John Lithgow debating philosophical bullshit. It's John Lithgow? Yeah. And I think it has to do with Russia. They're, like, cooperating with Russia, so it's Cold War backdrop, and... Like I, there's, 
even if you haven't seen 2001, everyone knows the imagery usually. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you fucking one thing. Do they have a different shape monolith? Is that like, <laughs> what What it's did like, they do? It's like how the Transformers movies evolved. So it's just like a bigger monolith with like buff, yeah. buff biceps yeah, exactly. or something. <laughs> yeah. There's two of them. Should we call it a duolith? They uh-huh. won't get that. Call it two monoliths. Uh-huh. Yeah. I imagine, think about reading 2001 and how bad that seems like it would be. Yeah. Uh, especially because I think 2001 was written like as the movie was being conceived like that that was like a book that Arthur C. Clarke was sort of writing with Stanley Kubrick's input as the movie yeah. was being it's no, weird really? I think so don't don't <laughs> oh I, wow I like, this I, is like yeah. based on 20 years ago reading a factoid I just like the idea that like imagine a, a director sort of sitting with the author and forcing what will be film constraints onto a yeah. book that has none he's like no no they shouldn't go to another planet what, yeah. how could yeah. this all take place on one set planet planet one planet maybe the planet looks like outside of London where I live <laughs> they could have some of the similar resources I we know only... people read the book and then read the movie and were like they're the same oh yeah there's no changes <laughs> there's no difference they, yeah. lateral move I remember I took a, a course on Stanley Kubrick in college and we would just talk about how yeah everything you talk about with 2001 is the spectacle and the creation and the execution none of it is this is a pretty good story mm-hmm. none of it is this would be an interesting book it's all did you know he built a set the size of a Ferris wheel so he could get all these practical shots or things like that yeah where it's sort of like this is all showing this master at creating film at work so you're saying that Kubrick is really an A for effort kind of guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it, all of the things we would talk about with this movie is like, can you, ma- can you, isn't it crazy how much he did with nothing? Uh-huh. So I can't imagine how much someone else did with less, the sequel to nothing. The guy, and I don't, I'm not exaggerating for comedic effect, the guy whose latest credit IMDb is a John Clive Van Damme movie from 2016. <laughs> That's who directed The director this? of 2010, yeah. Oh Peter Himes, like... Thank God he's still yeah. working based yeah. off of the performance Maybe, of 2010. Here's, here's yeah. my conspiracy theory on... His, uh, what's the director's name? Peter Hyams. Uh, who I'm sure is very nice. May- I know, God forbid he's a fan of this podcast. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be either of the <laughs> well, listeners. Well, that would be uh, so uh, sad if he's like... He listens yeah. to he this podcast. He wrote our script for The Wire like that we're doing later. And, yeah. Yeah, like- <laughs> I guess this script for The Wire is called The Wires. <laughs> or it's just when they all start working transferring phone calls and madmen. Uh do you feel like 2010 rolled around and he waited all year for someone to be like like how people do for back for the to the future yeah and you know everyone in 2001 was like this is the year 2001 yeah the back <gasps> oh to the future God, year which oh was God. what like which year was that 2013 oh oh yeah 2013 or 15 i think one of the like year, yeah. of one of the years yeah. the cubs was good because that was like the yeah. thing in the almanac was that yeah. they won and then, but in 2010, he's like sitting there. He's like, "Phone's about to blow up." <laughs> December, <laughs> December 31st. This is like, it. 2010. Wow, he's waiting. They're really pranking me. Waiting until the last day. There's <laughs> still time. There's still time. Right. That's how. <laughs> no, I don't need to go out for New Year's. There's still time. <laughs> or he's just like, oh, I really missed. I did. Boy, did I swing and miss. Should have written 2011. <laughs> I think <laughs> Peter. Did the Hine. cast go like, "Yeah, I'm in a 2000 movie." One or <laughs> that's, well, if you, if you were in 2001, you'd probably lead with that, right? Well, that's <laughs> so what they got to keep yeah. it kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in one of those 2000 movies. It has to do with 2001. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the 2001 or verse. Fahrenheit. If this tanked their careers, it's like 2013. They're like, yeah, man, I haven't worked since 2010. <laughs> I'm like that's pretty recent. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like this picture, like Peter Himes. 
Oh, I hope I remembered his name. Yeah, you just he said did. It. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to read his script. I hope his his tombstone reads. God, I hope I remember his name. Uh, uh, I think Peter, his whole thing is maybe he hates sequels and he hates franchises. Mm-hmm. So he's hell bent on like run, ruining them all to end it. He's like, look, Jean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like, well, no one's going to keep remaking these great movies if they see 2010 as their option. Uh-huh. No one's going to keep making, if I make a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie this year, The Expendables 9 can't come out still. It can't. And then everyone's like, maybe we'll just have someone else do it. <laughs> maybe Peter's... He's the cooler. Yeah. He's the franchise <laughs> <Exactly>. cooler. <laughs> well, probably not. He probably thought this was just a hey, good idea. Hey, Kyle. Have you gotten Jean-Claude Van Damme in here? I didn't think so. He was No, he couldn't figure out which Starburns to go to to record, so he went to the one down the street and oh. then scheduling really. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I didn't mean to bring that up. It's clearly, why are you crying? You know, I'm sad about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is, so aside from like, are you you guys like like sequels? Do people care about this stuff? Fuck yeah! Is anyone you do? Fuck yeah! Was any what has gotten has anything gotten? I just recently rewatched all three Matrix movies because they're on Hulu. Uh huh. And boy, the first one is really good. Yeah, it's that's a huge drop off. It's that's incredible. one of the biggest drop offs in all movie franchise history. <laughs> to the point where the third one is talking about how it doesn't make sense compared to the stuff in the first one. I have a theory. Maybe I, this is something I developed as I got older and I, I got a little savvier. But like, you know, when a movie's going to suck within the first, let's say, thirty seconds to a minute, and I'll never forget. It's just something instinctual, and I'll never forget going to see Matrix Two in the theater at midnight, and within thirty seconds, I was like fuck, this is going to suck. Yeah. After years, I don't know how long it was. And that was like eight years between the movies. Yeah, so. and yeah. really just being like, I can't believe it. I want all the answers. And then just that first scene, I think of Neo, not Neo, but uh, Trinity or whatever, jumping out the window. Out backwards and, out the window. And there's just the something gun. shitty about how that looks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. I know yeah. this This is the DNA is tainted. I can just tell, like yeah. this thin slice. Yeah. It's like they got enough money to be ambitious enough and to have it look bad. Yeah. He just had a bunch of people have sex. That was they did, and they all looked like they were in like like Kanye it, West it fashion like, clothing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen this movie, but it Whoa. sounds. awesome. Have you seen oh The Matrix? God. How could you well, not you, seen the, what we, you just described? Sounds great. It's yeah. like yeah, the, it's they do like a <laughs> giant orgy scene that looks like a bunch of ants trying to get into an. It's ant like the hill. opposite Sign of two thousand one. On paper, this sounds incredible. Yeah, it uh, was. You have you seen The Matrix, Dan? Uh, I don't know that I ever saw The Matrix in full. What? Yeah. How is good. that possible? I've seen almost no movies, and I'll go ahead and say right I now I haven't seen two thousand one or two thousand. This is why I, I like bringing you on. So that's shit. Fun. D- Have like, you seen two thousand one? I've seen two thousand one. Okay. I think it's great, and it's two thousand one is something where I've like sought out seeing it in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's visually such an interesting. It's playing spectacle at the Arclight right now. Yeah, it's almost always you can find is it, it really? some sort of showing. It's the fiftieth like, anniversary. So yeah. yeah. Huh. Not of the year 2001. Maybe yeah. I should go. We're seeing I gotta video. go. You sound like you're about to fail a commercial audition. <laughs> Maybe I, I a, should go. I'll grab a Kit Kat. <laughs> Give me a little time in the day that's not working. Have we have we talked about the Matrix on here before? I think the Matrix is so interesting to me because I, I, I watched it with my brother who's younger and he doesn't... You want him to understand how much it's influenced everything. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, no, every... This is greater than your 
you're like watching I'm watching you're like this is greater than you're giving it credit for because it invented all this stuff you've seen 5,000 times mm. yeah now that that just became fi- how fighting worked in movies after yeah. that movie well bullet time my yeah. god yeah <laughs> that was like the late 90s equivalent of like talkies yeah like, what yeah. the <laughs> fuck is the camera turning around the thing and there's bullets and it's like, slow pre-bullet Wait, time actors can't work That's anymore like what it's like that effect when they like they, they like the camera like time freezes and the camera moves 360 degrees around the actor which yeah. you've seen oh. a billion times there's like you know sprite commercials where they do that now yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's even probably too dated for that everything and but it's back like then, oh they came up with this and, and Matrix great Dan you should watch The Matrix we should be doing that right now normally I don't care that people haven't seen stuff that's the whole point of this <laughs> but I'm gonna beat the, the shit ma- out of you but The Matrix is good yeah. I'll give you shout out to Joel Kim Booster I'll give you his Hulu password great. and you can log in and watch him. <laughs> Who I'm skewing his Hulu statistics with Matrix movies. Matrix franchise is like the the original movie is so good, and then I guarantee that the sequels are worse than any fan fiction. Yeah, which there was by... a ton of for that too. I mean, yeah, I know, and any of that should have been produced before Revolutions Reloaded and the Animatrix. It is crazy that you like Animatrix. That was like a series of short films that were throw that were you know given to tide people. Were they anime? Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. better have fucking been. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bold title for being a live action movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually just called Anna. It was Anna actually Matrix. all of the characters Aww. reimagined as animals. Yeah. It was adorable. If you flip the book, the movie at the bottom, they go from person to animal. Yeah. <laughs> Even the directors, like the director's track, is. Well, there's two of them, so if it was a cat and a dog, they'd start fighting. I'm just trying to think of how to animalify Agent Smith's name. What would? Oh, Agent <laughs> Smith I mean, sounds like what someone would. I think it's just na- always gonna be Agent Smith. Yeah, he what? likes ties. <laughs> this is my dog that likes ties, and you're like, you know, the dog likes ties. I put ties on him, you know. You put little people clothes on animals. I can't wait till you're one of these people because you're married and happy. Oh, that's never going to happen in either of that. I'll b- make sure of it. That's a threat. <laughs> that sounds like a proposal. <laughs> that didn't sound like a threat. <laughs> yeah. The ma- it's, anyway, I don't know why we got on this Matrix team. Oh, by the oh. way, the, fir- I should, I, the first thing you should have known about why the Matrix sequel is going to suck was it's called The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, that's a bad that's title. It's just a horrible title. That is. I also so saw You kind of go like giving it a pass before you see it. You're like, I, I can't guess like guns and- What's the last movie you saw at midnight? Because I also saw The Matrix Reloaded at midnight. Twilight. Oh, you mean like... What's the last time you went to a midnight showing of a movie? I think I saw Infinity War pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's a rough movie to see late. It's fucking three hours long. It's three hours long and emotional. Yeah. I remember when I saw The Matrix Reloaded at midnight. So it starts like 1225 Mm because they're getting everyone. This is like line up. There's no assigned seating. And I distinctly remember when the architect comes on, which is two hours and 40 minutes into the movie, maybe not that long, but like two thirds of the way into the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's, he talks for 20 minutes. Yeah. Someone in the theater just goes, man, I'm fucking done. No way. <laughs> and everyone oh just God. like lost their minds because everyone was so tired. And then they, this is the most, that's the most tired scene in any movie I've ever seen. And everyone was so hyped up. And then we were all just being let down at midnight. And and by the way, if you're like, I don't know, isn't this a classic rule of writing? If you find yourself writing a 20 page scene explaining your movie, Someone's got to go like, hey, man, maybe there's a way we can simplify the story a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it is. They had, to, they had him go to an 
They had him go to an area no one could find so one man could explain the whole movie. It's like, yeah. that means there's something wrong with the screenplay. Is they're like, okay, now here's where he, where he explains what we can't do with our movie. Oh. And I'll never forget, I was working as a waiter at the time, and I was like talking to the bartender waiting for drinks, you know? And The Matrix 2 came up and found out that he fucking loved it, and I he found out I hated it, and he looked at me straight in the eyes like, I don't think he got it, man. Yes! <laughs> he was one of those people. That just... I, was, I was too dumb to understand the Matrix Reloaded, because yes, I didn't want to sit there for 20 minutes so funny. and watch a guy explain I'm this just, convoluted... Maybe it was too subtle for you when one man sat in a chair and explained the Matrix at you. <laughs> I kind of want to rewatch it now just to see if, like, I maybe go, eh, okay... Nah. Yeah, yeah, I get a little more. I watched uh, Mission Impossible, the original, for the first mm. time since the theater, which that's another inc- incomprehensible movie. And I was like, oh, I get it a little bit more. And it's not because it was so smart, obviously. Yeah. It's a dumb movie, but it just was very confusing. I haven't seen Mission Impossible. I've Number seen, one? I think I've seen the most recent two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these are both pretty good. Uh, I stand by the third one. Which one was that? That's Is it called MI3? MI3. Maybe I've seen... Who's the bad guy? That's Philip what you got to tell me. Hoffman. Oh, yeah, that's the best one. That's the best one because oh. good bad guy. Yeah. Great like bad a guy. great bad guy, a great performance. He was yeah. so good at being bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was like his big kind of classic big blockbuster villain role as far and, as I know. And he got to play... Uh, Long Polly. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got to play... Tom Cruise in him. Do you know what I mean? There's a part where Tom Cruise is wearing a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask in the yeah. movie. What a fun thing to do as an actor where it's like, all right, pretend you're Tom Cruise pretending to be you. Yeah. And uh, by the way, another thing about that movie that I love is that was when they showed you how those fucking masks are made. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's yeah. like, because in the first two, just like a bunch of scenes that it might as well have been, you know, like a like a Batman Adam West episode, yeah. like it's just how dumb like it is to reveal. Yeah, yeah, take the even better. Off. It's but, just crazy those masks never get stuck. Or, or yeah, I mean, they're also just so perfect. They're so they, perfect. They look exactly like. I always love and I like movie like especially like action movie tropes like that where they put the whether it's like enhance is one of my favorite ones uh-huh. where you can't enhance, but where they put the mask on and then all of a, it it goes from looking like someone in a mask to someone walks by. Uh-huh. And then it's just, that's the new person. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just someone completely different. Like, well, I want to know what happened in between you adjusting your nose uh-huh. and you gaining 45 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Pressing down the spirit gum and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I want to see the, like, seven hours in hair and makeup. That's, they send them that, to like, hair and makeup. The they walk character offset. Tom Cruise is playing has to do. Yeah. God, movies are so unrealistic. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. You haven't seen the Matrix Revolutions. Oh. I don't want to turn into a hate I on the Matrix watch. podcast, but I just watched them in the last three days. By the way, I don't know if you agree, oh, but really, yeah, Revolutions is better in comparison. Correct. I like in Revolutions where they when they have to explain. I think the woman who played the Oracle died. Uh-huh. The actor, yeah, and they oh. replaced her, and then they just have her explain in like very vague Oracle. She's like. Sometimes things don't look how you expecting them to look. I'm a slightly different older black yeah, woman. Like, but <laughs> Why not just cast like the cast kid from Problem person. Child? Yeah, like just, just be like, "What's up? I'm the Oracle now." Yeah, like why? Put, <laughs> it looked like they put as much effort into casting the same woman as yeah, they could. Exactly. And then someone's like, "That doesn't look like her at all." Yeah. Like, we'll have her say something vague. <laughs> like, no, don't shine a light on it. You don't need to, uh, sir. It's like slightly racist. Okay, only if you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Matrix Reloaded, the only cool part the first time I saw was the action 
And it look it doesn't hold up at all. Oh no, because the CGI is so bad. Yeah, and yeah. then at least in Revolutions, it kind of has like interesting ideas that still aren't executed that well. Yeah. You um, know, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say was, the moments passed, but I want a twenty minute explanation of why the Oracle uh, could not successfully look a hundred percent like the same black woman. <laughs> what is the Matrix technology <laughs> logic? That's oh, like yeah. the way the Matrix works is <laughs> yeah because of. The binaries and trinaries, you can... I don't know. They also seem to have gotten lazy with the naming of characters. In the third Matrix and Revolutions, there's a a train station where if you want to go from the computer world to the real world, that's how you move programs is on a train, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the person who runs the train is called Train Man. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Not the conductor. (laughs) Not Train... Ma- for train oh, man yeah. oh, my <laughs> and, God. and so they're all standing around and they're, they're, there's some family trying to take the train and neo is there because his brain's broken and they're like well you're gonna have to talk to the train man and he's like the-. and keanu reeves going the train man uh, <laughs> which is like such yeah. an incredible thing to see and then they keep saying train man and, it's... and yeah, that you know what that is? That's some Stephen King shit right there. Yeah. That is absolutely like the kind of stuff they read. Stephen King books obviously were inspired and mashing that up with anime and kung yeah. fu. Like the train man is totally a Stephen King character. Yeah. It's so. And then he's just a tall, homeless looking man. Yeah. It was a punch up from Conductor. It seems to be like a punch <laughs> down. Yeah. Yes. Placeholder. But it was like, they were like, but conductor, they, they command after conductor. They were high and they yeah, couldn't remember has... what the, you call the person that dr- drives trains. <laughs> oh. like, Just put train man for now. We'll fucking change it before we shoot it, okay? We'll, we'll get to the placeholder later. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to a call sheet. Train man. I mean, if you list out Matrix characters, there's the guy who makes keys is the key maker. There's the man who drives the train is train man. Yeah. Is Neo just like, I'm trench coat well, man. It, Neo's name isn't, he is the one. And oh, Neo right. is an acronym for one. And no oh, one brings that up I never in the movie. Of that. If you were my friend not and I thought you were the one. No. no, not a word of it. No, no one's like, the- and it, it takes him forever to find Neo. But this whole time he's been a famous hacker named Neo. Hmm. And at one point, Morpheus should be like, I knew it was you when I realized your name has the same letters as what I was looking for. They're just in, there's only three of them to move around. <laughs> By the way, we also, it's the robots that came up with all these rules, right? <laughs> and they like, fucked themselves over yeah. with rules so many times. Yeah. Oh my God. This oh my is really God, turned that's... into, it's a big coincidence that I just like, watched this in the last three days, but. America. You're inspiring me to want to rewatch the trilogy. It's now. worth it, you know. You know what you should really rewatch? Cool World. I never even heard of that. The, oh. No idea. Wow. The, you? Of cool course, world? the poor man's Thank Who Framed you. Roger Rabbit. Thank you. <laughs> with Thank Brad Pitt. Thank you. Brad Pitt <laughs> was the a- Robert Hoskins role. The poor man's Roger Rabbit with like the, except that the star is way, way transcendent. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's such a- It's Brad Pitt and Kim Basinger. Yeah. And it's like Ralph Bakshi, I think, is the animator. Great. <laughs> yeah. I liked watching. Yeah. I like Marlon. I like watching you process whether or not you're going to maybe say and then just realize. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you could have fooled me. If you went, oh, absolutely. Bakshi yeah, all the yes. way. Definitely, definitely late period. I think about late period Bakshi. They kept saying he was batshit crazy. Oh, I know. Well, I'm happy. As long we got as you there. knew. Yeah. Proposal off. While I was saying it, I was hoping someone else was saying it. That's how bad of a pun it was. Yeah, maybe watch some. Maybe watch an. I still haven't seen any of these. Like very, pre- I've never seen The Godfather. 
Oh, me Jesus. neither. And Should I just we do re-watch, it? I just rewatched. No, I'll probably rewatch Matrix Revolutions. No, come on, let's do it. I've My seen the, all the Matrix movies four times, and oh. I've never seen The Godfather or two. Uh, speaking of, The Godfather has a tremendous drop off from two to three. Really? That's another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, famously. I always, I always ask people this because, I mean, I know that's something you know. Everyone's like, mm, the third one. The, yeah. Is the third one, if it wasn't a Godfather movie, is it good? Oh, that's a great question. If it wasn't uh, Godfather 3, but it was just called like a Martin Scorsese movie or whatever. Does Italian uh, guys again. Yeah. Uh, the Altos. I'm trying to be fair. Oof. And yet, I'm going to say no. Okay. I mean, I, I always think about that, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The cloud made by the Godfathers is like impossible to climb out from underneath. It's also like kind of, there's a moment in time, there's two, first two women back to back in the peak of American cinema of that kind of stripe. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is like 91. Yeah. It is huge, <laughs> like, like just, 25 yeah, years in between yeah. them. It was a different time. Is Coppola Brando was a different it? person. No. Uh-uh. How, is it? What's the timeline of the movies? I think that they're the first one happens, and then the second one is prior to the first one, right? Well, no, it's split up between Robert De Niro's character is the Godfather's younger self, okay. concurrently with uh, Al Pacino's character's like the sequel timeline. Does this make sense? No. <laughs> Al Pacino's <laughs> character that timeline is the is after the first Godfather. Okay. Then that intercuts with uh, his dad's origin story okay which is de niro in like the 30s and or de niro 20s or something and de niro and brando play the same man in this world yes okay exactly. and the sequel takes place in 2010 <laughs> uh, the godfather 2010 it even could have the same tag no line. but there's a monolith in godfather 3 Ooh, yeah so baby they eat spaghetti off it <laughs> oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey the monkey had thrown the bone in the air <laughs> that's my favorite part about godfather 3 I can't. I always think because that's the one people always talk about how that really is a, a, a bad movie. But I always wonder if it just got a bad rap because it was a Godfather movie, or if it's just kind of a. I mean, just a bad it's, movie. Yeah, it's pretty. It's Should pretty I bad. start with three? I would start with three and then just watch another franchise altogether. What are your thoughts on? <laughs> <laughs> watch if you haven't seen Matrix Revolutions. I'll start with three, then watch Sandlot. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's the origin story. Yeah, start with three and then and then watch the first two as like where it all like they're solo. A Godfather story, like treat them like Ooh. that. Yeah. Uh, Corleone. So we got a, we got, we got a, so many things here, but we might just skip some of them. <laughs> okay. You know, we don't gotta go all day. Uh, I did want to know hey, what's any franchise that's just gotten better the entire time, or Ooh. which one is the best at this, and oh, why is it Fast and Furious? I've got a few ideas. I have one too. Wait, no, I don't know. If I feel that way. <laughs> you Wait, you were just thinking of that animator you didn't know again? No, yeah, <laughs> Butche, Bakshi. Not to be confused with Don Bluth. Two names. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. That wasn't confusing them at all. I'm always mixing them up. Yeah. <laughs> My God, or is anyone listening to this know who I'm talking about? Sometimes. Someone will. I'm talking about the people in the future. By the way, listening online. This is a wonderful podcast because it comes out and then people correct me on the internet <laughs> a lot for uh-huh. things that I was like. I'll be like, I didn't know that, and then. It'll come out and someone on Twitter will be like, you didn't know that. 
Nubek, uh-huh. yeah, I said that. <laughs> Still. I told you I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Nubek, I just wanted to remind you. Uh-huh. I imagine your fans are the type of people that, like, every time that we've been like, um, they've just said the answer. We, lots of times with the dumb games and stuff, people will be like, I was screaming at the entire time. You were talking about when you uh, I was to that it. way, too. I was listening to some episodes, and I was like, fucking secret window! Yeah. And, <laughs> or, or <laughs> a lot of them, like, the combined name ones. Yeah, like, yeah. I knew that shit. Uh, so yeah. what's the best, what what franchises had the most improvement? Well, if you want to get real, I mean, Toy Story is pretty, That's true. pretty good. I, I would say those yeah. three recently. I would well, actually say three is better ooh. than two is better than one. Uh, yeah, I actually think it goes, if I may, three, if one, I two. May. You could say three, one, two. Great yeah. code. Yeah. Three is just much, three is the best Pixar movie. It's. I, I mean. Oh my god. Maybe Did Inside Out. Cry? I love. I think Inside yeah. Out's the best Pixar movie. But yeah, I'd say it's in the top. It's crazy. Three. Did you cry when they were going into the fire? No. You know. By the <laughs> I way, that so I was hard. clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, new characters from number four. I actually thought they might kill them. I it was they crazy. Were kill them too. I was like. And this, like, never happens in movies. I'm going to get a tweet now that's like, they didn't kill them in Toy Story 3. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, like, I was thinking, there's no way they can get out of this. There's no way. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's the voice when I cry. That was me watching We Are the Millers. Or We're the Millers (laughs) or whatever it was. Did they get out of it? I mean, that that sounds like a joke, but for real, if you go back and watch that movie, kind of a master class in putting characters in situations where it's like, there's no way they're going to make it out of this. But Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston find a way every time. Here's a controversy opinion. I bet that actually it's a more satisfying way that they got out of it than Toy Story 3. Because if you rewatch oh, Toy Story 3, that, that, dramatic, that moment is very dramatic. But yet, do you remember what happens? It's just that the green guy that they threw away ten minutes earlier happens to go to the to help them out with the with the claw thing. Yeah, they get airlifted. It's kind of schmuck baity. It's like okay, schmuck baity. It's like come on, schmuck baity. Or I'll tell you what, I'll, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid of it's schmuck bait and Deus Ex Machina. Schmeus, Schmuckus X. Wait, what did you? What was the? It, it sounds like you're trying to invent Latin the right Deus now. Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. No one knows this. I, I haven't seen Ex Machina. I've seen Ex Machina, but you're adding syllables. Well, Ex <laughs> Machina is the. Is That's the what original. it says on the money in Ex Machina. Is God. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Well, now I feel like a nerd. <laughs> you're gonna get so many tweets from Kyle's fans being like, "You're a nerd." Uh, yeah. Deus Ex Machina is. Riffy translated. Uh, I think it's God in the Machine or something. Or okay. does anyone? Can anyone help me on this? I mean, I, <laughs> I should have just said it what it means and not given away that I don't know what it literally means. But it's like it's the device in movies when like, and back in like oldie times, he plays when just a god would come in and resolve the story by saving like the in day. Cats. I've Thank never you. seen it. Yeah, I'm not familiar fine. with it. The, so then, yes, what I'm saying is exactly what it's like. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, if no one else can. cats. Yeah, it's oh, one of these things where you're just, just like, underscore. almost nothing matters because God saves the day. Exactly. So I'm saying the Toy Story 3 crane moment is a little deus ex machina. Okay. Does anyone want to fucking come now, at me? I bet where the Millers had a much more well thought out <laughs> way to get out of their fucking problems. That's all I'm saying. I just, just Daniel, you're quiet for 25 minutes. And then you're like, oh, you mean like in Wait, We Are the Millers? The, you know, the movie on the forefront of all of our minds all the time? It is... 
legitimately, I kept using it as a touchstone for a recent project that I was working on with somebody. I was like, I just, I keep, I'm I know so I keep going back to this, but this. I feel like if you read the script for it, we'll find what they did. <laughs> <laughs> the answers are somewhere in where the Millers. Yeah. Now during X Salmon Draft. During Ex Machina, when he starts dancing, I was uh-huh. like, how is he going to get out of this? Oh, I haven't seen that one, but everyone says that's great. And he great. didn't. <laughs> he... I don't want to give it. Yeah, sorry. It, just, it doesn't matter. Kyle's you don't know what she again. were talking about. Yeah, it could be God. It could be Day Zeus and the Machina, you know? Uh, none of the men get out of it. Okay. But now I'm <laughs> just like, like, <laughs> leaning into the spoilers. Right, you're like, you don't know which <laughs> yeah. guy I'm talking about, so I'll make sure you do. Just all you need to do watching that movie is get to the dancing part and then rewind it and then keep watching that. That movie is awesome. It's I recommend so good. it. Yeah. There seems – we end up always talking about like weird sci-fi horror stuff on this, but how that is kind of flourishing through – remake and sequel and franchise everything Mm -hmm. is like especially like horror movies there seems to be a lot of like independent or at least like pretty standalone horror movies and a lot of things like movies like Ex Machina and these like sci-fi things that are pushing through Mm -hmm. I gotta watch that one that one I'll watch maybe I'll watch the Matrix third Matrix again instead (laughs) now that I start saying it out loud Do yourself a favor. I was. I haven't say... done myself a favor in years. <laughs> um, sad. All right, so we gotta we gotta do some stuff because we gotta end at some point. And I'm really excited to see if I can guess some of the shit. We gotta. Is. We're gonna play a few games. We might end up. These guys might take a back burner. Uh, we'll see. But we're gonna. One. We got a few games. The first one is before and afters, and. Um, so what this is is we combine two movie titles into one movie title, and I tell you the fictional plot to that movie. Does this make sense? You want and an example? And then do we have to guess? And you the tell movies? me the movie title. Yeah, okay. uh, doesn't doesn't so like for instance the one this is the example we use all the time is like if a charming robot sold penny stocks to get rich is the Wolf of Wally Street. Got we it. Kind of see uh, example here. Uh, just give me one second to pull these up, and we want to give a shout out. Uh, one of our listeners, Aaron uh, from Upstate New York, submitted. 180 before and afters oh to the my show God. and has made what? it uh, substantially okay? <laughs> easier for me. <laughs> and uh, so, and I'm I so thankful. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so they sent me all the titles and yeah. so I'm just coming up with the plots to theirs. So it saves oh. me time because I get in IMDb and start looking. I start using Catch Me If You Can in every single one and uh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, so here's, we got four of them today and they start, you know what, they're all <clears throat> pretty dumb. A former assassin wakes from a coma and seeks out revenge against her ex-lover and those who tried to kill her, though when she and her lazy friend are killed by evil duplicates from the future, they set out to escape the afterlife. Oh! This isn't that... Oh, gosh. That's true. That's true. Good feedback. Good I, feel feedback. Like, <laughs> I feel like while, while you're sleeping is part of it. But I could be wrong. Don't give me any... No. Okay, I won't tell you okay, that it's not. Wait, can, all I, the men die. can I say, like, what I think the Yeah, you can talk the it out. Is? No, the, okay. w- this is the type of podcast where you want to sit quietly. <laughs> oh. Can right. I read it again? <laughs> yeah. A former... This one, this this description is too long. I didn't know how to okay. read it. A former assassin wakes from a coma and seeks out revenge against her ex-lover and those who tried to kill her. Though when she and her lazy friend are killed by evil robot duplicates from the future, they set out to escape oh, the afterlife. Kill Bill and Ted's uh, ah! bogus journey. Kill Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yeah. I got the kill Wait, Bill damn. part. I was really hung up on multiplicity. <laughs> uh, how do you say, oh, we are the multipliciters? 
I got hung up on the coma part. That's yeah. why I went right to while you were I sleeping. I also went to while you were sleeping. Yeah, it seemed like And then it. I corrected. All right, number two. A loud, easily angered man and his grandson set out on a road trip across America in an attempt to score enough alcohol to supply a house party and get laid before they go off to college. Jesus Christ. Okay, is one of them Shrek? No. What do you think happens in Shrek? Well, you said, you said, you, you started it. You with, started a, with a loud, it. easily angered man and yeah, his grandson? That's it's it. Super bad grandpa. It's super bad grandpa. Yeah. I, was, I kept thinking of dirty grandpa. Yeah. Which... It's confusing which grandpa. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, uh, all right, number three. Serving in a military where she is technically unqualified to serve, a young woman falls in love with a singer, though the singer has been promised to, by the club manager to a duke in return for funding his next production, so the two must meet in secret. The wedding singer. See, no, now you're just saying one Adam Sandler movie. It's not none of them are the wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> Read it again. Please. Serving in a military where she is technically unqualified to serve, a young woman falls in love with the singer, though the singer has been promised by the club manager to a duke in return for funding his next production, so the two must meet in secret. Mulan. Jesus Christ. Private it, Benjamin? Is that part of <laughs> No. You're getting there? Mul- in the army Mulan now? Rouge? Mulan Rouge. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, see, here's the deal. I've never seen Mulan. Oh, yeah? And, uh... <laughs> Of course, I've never seen Moulin Rouge either, because too cool masculine for that. <laughs> like covering up Moulin Rouge tattoos. <laughs> I do love Moulin Rouge. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, last one. This one was the hardest combination, I think. Okay. An Australian living... In a- <clears throat> All right, we'll start over. An Australian living legend outdoorsman is brought back to New York by a reporter Though the two must leave and work together to evacuate Allied troops from a beach using every vessel they can Crocodile find. Crocodile Dunkirk. Crocodile Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was listening that time. Yeah. The problem, well, the problem is that every other one, I, I go off on the first thing I hear yeah. and start trying to think of it instead of just letting it all wash over me. I understand. And then you're just thinking if you have the first movie down. Yeah. Right, this so, time you were washed. I was just opening it all the way up, putting uh, it in. So now we're going to play a game called Three Tracks, or what, you know, it doesn't really have an. This is three move. At some, at some point, I have to enjoy something I make instead of self handicapping <laughs> myself out of joy immediately. I think this sounds great like, in theory. Let's see how yeah, it is in practice. But I can't even say the title that I came up with without with no confidence at all. <laughs> um, what a sad day-to-day existence. Okay, uh, I live. Um, so this is three movie. This is uh, dialogue from three movie scenes at the same time. You can talk throughout it and guess throughout it. Great. And you just got to pluck out the three movies. Oh shit! I'm not. Not a. You know. Oh, oh huh? here it is. I, I picked up the first match. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, what is this? Chop. I smell chocolate. I'm getting pruned. Is one of them an Air Bud? No. Who okay. Are they? Is it? Oh. No. I'm not. Right, Alpha? You issued 24 million new shares of stock. Rupees? 
sleep with Mark Wahlberg. Almost famous? One of them's almost famous. Why in boiler room? No, it's not boiler room. American Kale? No. I heard Moscovitz. Chipmunks? No. She was the one who said, no more sex. No, no. No more exploding our bodies and You might want to ask. Just blowjobs, and that's it. And now all I can hear is that. What was that one you said? That's all I can hear now. Facebook one? Social network? Social network. Yeah. I cannot believe the one you're not getting. I think it's almost over. It's just that fucking squeaky voice one, right? Yeah. I think I saw Sapphire in there. Space Jam? No. This is stressing me out now. I don't know that squeaky voice one. It's the head dog. What? It's a dog. Chucky? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, Chucky? Is it Secret Life of Dogs? No. The Minions? No. Beverly Hills Chihuahua? No. Homeward Bound? No. Why would a dog have such a high-pitched, squeaky voice? Because his talking thing is broken. Oh, uh... Oh! Uh, is it? Is it, um, up? It's up. Yeah. Oh, my God, thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you just, said le- less that nightmares? That also stressed me <laughs> out. That, is, that it gets stressful, I right? I just saw that movie for the first time, or else I would have never gotten that. Oh, yeah. It's great. That's a good, nice, sad begin. I kept trying to, when I was looking up clips, I wanted to do something from Up, and I kept, for some reason, trying to take something from the beginning and just crying at a coffee <laughs> shop, like plucking little clips from the first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that was the one that had the least music. And boy, just, it, like, made the back of my head hurt. Uh, That's kind of a crazy thing. I won't go too into it, but it's it's pretty weird. You told me everyone who died in Ex Machina earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go in too far in this movie I've already said I've seen. Well, it's like, think about the simplicity to most Pixar movies. Hey, it's called Cars. It's about talking yeah. cars. Oh, it's Toy Story. It's a bunch of toys. What happens when no one's looking? Up is like, it's an old man. He flies his house to South America, and then there's another old man who's like Charles Lindbergh, but has evil dogs yeah. that, are, that are sentient and talk, but then the talk... And any fucking... questions you have, it just gets really... It's like, well, why does he fly his house? Oh, his wife died slowly in front of him. Yeah. Is it for kids? It's really not for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yet it's for everybody. Yet it's for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, you got to accept a lot. And that bird's so funny. Oh, the bird too. Yeah. yeah. There's a weird bird and... Then the baby birds, I like up. Yeah. I like I like any baby animal. Y'all see Coco? We went and saw Coco, Coco together. D- Kyle. <laughs> we went and saw Coco together at we the did. Dollar Theater. It was just us and some kids who had fun for half of it. That's true. What happened? They just got tired of being in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the seating was uh, it like was very weird. We went and saw it like the dollar. <laughs> it was a dollar fifty, and I still movie passed it. Uh-huh. It's a dollar fifty. Oh shit! You're losing money. Yeah, I, people <laughs> tell me that about almost everything I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow! Uh, you got to lose money to lose money. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, 
Yeah, and then half the theater was like taped off for some reason. So they narrowed us down to like this tiny little area that we all with just sit by each other tape. with caution tape. Was this in Damascus? Where did you go see this movie? Uh, North Hollywood, right? Is uh, that where it is? Yeah. Okay. Next game. This game is like the last game, but scarier to listen to. Is <laughs> <laughs> it your dad? No, this oh. is we have this is two television theme songs oh. for famous television shows played backwards. Simultaneously, Backwards. you're doing breathing exercises. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So pluck out what these two movies are, or these two TV show themes. You could probably turn it down a little bit. Simpsons is one. One's the Simpsons. Family Guy. Now that I'm listening to it, I don't think I would guess it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It sounds the same backwards and forwards. That's why I picked it, though. Oh, damn it. I thought I had it. My God. Now I'm just letting it play out so people can guess when they're listening. We're not listening to the Sweeping time lapse. It's the Simpsons with something under it. Time-lapse shots of DC. Time-lapse shots of D. Oh, of uh, the city, not oh, the uh, comic book publisher. <laughs> time-lapse shots of Marvel. The uh-huh. uh, White House show. Veep. No. Is it the White House show? Yeah, that Veep? White House show. No, it's not. Is it the other White House show? House of Cards. House of Cards. Never watched it. Oh, yeah. It's House of Cards? Never watched it. Oh, I was going to guess the other one. Well, it would knowing, I would say with a lot of these, like people say with lots of times with the games, uh, knowing it helps for guessing it. Hmm. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's because it sounded the same forwards and backwards. I thought it was interesting. Maybe that means it's bad. All right. Last thing. We're we're, we're okay. skipping all this. I'm you saw and cast all these things that we're not even going to get to. <laughs> and uh, uh, so now this is our last game. This is guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing having oh had only dad. heard the movie Very excited or the this. trailer. I love your dad's voice because. It's seen it. Reminds me of Joe Para. Oh, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> so everyone is yeah. wearing the same shirt. Yes. This is all right. One of these guys found a CD on the ground. What's your dad doing? Look at that blonde streak in his hair. So this guy is trying to get what he wants and won't give the guy his information. It seems like no one knows their plan. And no one knows who each other is. He's really going at it on that treadmill. Burn after reading? It is burn after reading. Ah, shit. (laughs) Uh, I I honestly don't know how that happened. (laughs) I wanted it so bad. (laughs) I wanted that so bad. Not that I would have ever guessed that in a million years. (laughs) I was going to say Virtuosity, the Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe movie from 1996. No one said that in years. <laughs> oh, it was burn after reading. Great guess. I feel very good yeah. about myself you now. Thank Congratulations. You for the rest of the day, and we'll start over tomorrow. 
Uh, thank you for for doing the show, everyone. <gasps> Thanks for being here, Ryan, Marlena, Daniel. Thanks Wait, for being I have here. one last thing to say yeah, and definitely. a stunning twist. You told me specifically, possibly before we started recording, so maybe there's no record of it, that your dad, if he knew any movie stars, it was Brad Pitt. Why didn't he say Brad Pitt? He probably just was looking at him. He just assumes you know who it is. Okay. I stand humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah thanks guys thanks uh if anyone has any you want to tell people where to find you or anything that you're working on you want them to do we can you can tell them that now find right? me yeah yeah los feliz los feliz all right hello uh, or vermont usually like the mid-afternoon oh where exactly <laughs> like i'm just i'm a moving target you know like usually 3 p.m afternoon walk yeah Come to my show, Dark. It's stand-up in pitch black, and we blindfold the comics, and we blindfold the audience, and that's on June 22nd at the Lyric Hyperion Theater. Oh, I live near there. Oh, where exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, somewhere around the Hillhurst, Vermont, Hyperion Triangulation. It's dark. You won't be able to find them anyways. Nice job. Thanks. It's a plug for your show. Thanks. Daniel? Uh, yeah, I wrote and directed a movie that will hopefully find a home this year, so uh, check out scrapsmovie.com or danielshar.com for information on that. Great. Uh, thanks, guys. And if you're listening, uh, sometimes we do fan scripts on the show. We didn't get have time to get one today, but we do fan scripts. If you want us to read your script on the air, give us a two- or three-page script of a movie or TV show you've never seen. Send it to neverseenitshow at gmail.com. Once again, if there's something uh, you haven't seen and you want to give it a go, like we do here on the show, it's neverseenitshow at gmail.com. Write us a quick little thing and send it there. And thanks, as always, for reviewing and rating and and all that stuff on on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all the places you listen to the show. We appreciate it, and thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's a good show.